Listener warning, this episode contains adult content and is not suitable for children. Welcome back to the Half-Baked Book Club. I'm Lana. And I'm Dylan, and we are back with our monthly book recap. This month was Lana's pick, and it was House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. Yeah, and we, I feel like we haven't recorded in a while because we kind of had a very giant interview, um, big for us. For us, our little humble podcast, we oh had gosh. Tessa Bailey on. You might have heard um, of her. Yeah, you might have heard of her. New York Times bestselling author. She is having a book that is being turned into a. Is it a movie or a series? It's got to be a movie. A movie. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. So exciting. That was so just very exciting. cool. And then we also had both of us had like life happening. Right. A lot all of it. Things. All at once. <laughs> We're like, hey, this is more life than usual. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, if we could calm down for a minute, that'd be great. Thank you, that'd be great. So I don't know if you want <laughs> to like talk about life or if we want to just like dive in, but dive in also requires a side piece on our book. We haven't done a book recap in so long, probably forgot oh about gosh. a side piece. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, do we want um, to talk about our reformat before we go into side piece too? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you want to talk? I'm all no. over the place because we haven't recorded. In I know, while. it's okay. Yeah, no, yeah, explain it. Well, I'm like, I don't want to cut you off if you do want to recap with the people, but I think we want to like drop all that during random recap, which we're also both like itching to get to. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. So speaking of that, we were doing a random recap, like three to four times a month, depending on how long the month is, and then doing a book review. And just with holidays and how like weird things end up falling, we were like, we read enough books anyways. And a lot of our, our new listeners, our friends from book talk who love books and they want more book content and like, we're listening to the people and we're giving them what they want. Um, so miniature general, please. We are going to do a random recap (laughs) and then a book recap and then rotate. So every other week. So you do not have to read that many books along with us. We are here <laughs> to just give you the recs and let you know how it is, let you know um, if it's worth your time. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. We're excited yeah. about it. Yeah. I, th- I think it makes sense. Like for me, I'm going to have a lot more time now that my crazy event season is calming down. Um, and I, my TBR is fat right now. I should say thick. It's thick right now. So I definitely want to dig into that. Um, cause I actually, and we'll talk about it on our random recap episode, but I've mm-hmm. actually like watched more things than I've read, which is wild for me. I've been intaking a lot of all of it. I think yeah. like I've, I've been watching maybe not so many movies, but lots of TV shows because I just found one that I loved. I guess I could slide, slide into the side piece then and just tell you because that's mine. You already know what it is. I'm obsessed. If you follow my TikTok, you know what it is. Obsessed with Netflix. First kill. Please go watch it. I mean, I guess if you're an adult, if you're above 17 or whatever, it is. Um, did you get a chance to watch this yet? Or am I like telling you what it's about? No, I know. I know you've explained premise. to me like what it is. Yeah. Like okay. the premise of everything. I started a new show on FX that I'm like obsessed. Okay. Just, like, two episodes. Is in. it like a new show to FX? Like it's new yes. on FX? Yes. Okay. It's I'm excited the old to hear. man. 
Oh, is it the one with Jeff Bridges? Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. And I love FX. They have great stuff. It's a spy something CIA Ooh. thriller meets like, did you ever watch the movie Shooter? Yes. You know, yes. the guy like, I enjoyed just, it is like living on the mountains and they're coming back. So there was a little bit of sexy energy because the actor, I don't know that yeah. that'll be like, no, no, Bridges, that's not the Jeff Bridges but- vibe. <laughs> But very much that, like, you know, you did some shit and now you're trying to live like a normal life and they got to. But but up. we still love him. We still love Yef. We do. Oh, um, <laughs> he looks great. Oh, no like, lie. Old man looks great. He's got a beard and he's just got his long. He looks great. Confession. Um, yeah. I love, I mostly love him from Tron, which is just such a nerdy ass thing to love Jeff Bridges from. But he's so good in it and i've actually never seen the big lebowski i don't think i have either i know like i feel like that's like you never seen it no i i wouldn't even no um (laughs) couldn't even point it out but speak (laughs) speaking of things i get shamed for how my level of spice is like like mild compared to other people's spice and i'm like everybody has a different level of spice like i saw them talking about it on book talk today and i'm like so true like she's like does anybody else feel like nervous to review a spicy novel because they're like afraid if they say that it's like spicy that they're gonna have people come at them like have you even had sex before (laughs) oh my gosh and I've seen that where someone will rate it like they're like oh this is you know five out of five spice and someone's like this is a two this is a three and you're like (laughs) what are you reading everyone's is very different that's why like I feel like the spice meter is so weird because it's just random people's opinions like and also what people enjoy reading too like what I don't know just like what sets people off like there's a reason why there's kinks right like because it doesn't always do it for everybody because like I read fairly tame books like I'm not saying I wouldn't go spicier like I keep I keep I'm not like cannonballing I'm just like swimming out a little bit deeper each time um but like, it's funny because I read pretty tame stuff. I really love, as you know, if you've listened, historical fiction, like scary, spooky, creepy vibes, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, I've told you some of my like actual real life stuff and your eyes were like bulging out of your head. It's just like funny because I'm like, oh no, I just like reading these like YA books or whatever. And you're like, oh, you did what with a what? When a huh? Um, and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, like to me, sometimes those things are like compartmentalized, like yeah, two yeah. different things. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> to each their own. First kill, though. <laughs> First kill. I don't want to compare it to True Blood, okay? But just because of the vampire element, it's the mm-hmm. first thing I think of. Yeah, and there's romance in it, so vampire romance. That being said it's I I would still consider it YA I don't know if people would think it's more racy because it's girl on girl maybe um but it is still making out there's no Nike mm-hmm. or anything like that um oh, okay it's really it's so good so it's, it's like ABC two families 
No, uh, I don't know about that. Just like for the language and the music, the soundtrack is sick. It has like slumber party in it. Like when the girls are like making out in the pantry, like just like lots of TikTok sounds you've probably heard. Like, okay, just like up to date, good music. And like any Netflix show, it's just produced where it's like beautiful. All the people are beautiful to set. It's just nice to look at. And it's just the I don't know. I don't think I've loved a supernatural type of show like this since True Blood. So that's why I compare. And it's only eight episodes. Yeah. I watched a lot more TV, but I'll save it for random recap. Like I watched a lot more, but that's my side piece. That's my number one wreck for you if you want to go watch something instead of read something. No, I like that because I really, I, I love that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think last year it was like, you know, in desperation, trying to find something I watched Netflix had that like, um, fate, the wink saga or something to that. Okay. And it was like a magic school. Um, and yeah, I just said like, I just said vampire and girl and girl, like it's a vampire family and like a vampire hunters family. It's like a Romeo and Juliet of like vampires and like the okay. two girls fall in love. Oh yeah, love to see the two it. teenage daughters. Yeah, I just love it. I mean, I hope it doesn't end like Romeo and Juliet. But... I mean, that's the hope. But I'm on episode seven of eight, so mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't anyways. But no, don't spoil it. Yeah, I, love to I, see I'm it. Probably gonna watch that. It's really, really good. You must. You'll watch one episode and then you will be like, okay, next, next, next. <laughs> right. Give me the next one. Thank mm-hmm. you. Next. All right. Sorry. All right. Um, so book. <laughs> yes. Book. House in the Cerulean Sea. Uh, let me explain myself. First off. I don't I think feel like we, you need to explain yourself at all. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we both book. gave it five stars, right? It was not what I thought it was going to be. Exactly. But I loved it. Exactly. That's Loved exactly it. how I felt. Yeah. Um, it was not the romance that I thought it was going to be. Literally. But it me, was so cute. Me searching queer romance novels because I wanted something that had a little bit of representation for the month of June. It felt like it made sense for Pride Month. And it, it did. It there was, I mean, where do we start? Do you want to give a synopsis? I wish I would have like actually looked up a synopsis. Oh, you synopsis? read it. Yeah. You I read, read it more recently. recently. Go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. So it's, um, oh gosh. And now why can't I think of what his name is? What's the main I'm character? Like, Li- Linus Baker. Linus. And Arthur. That's it. Okay. So Linus Baker is, um, like a government worker essentially in mm-hmm. this World like a social worker, magical I guess, beings, right? And yeah. His job is to go check out orphanages and make sure that they're taking care of the children and everything's like running smoothly. Like that's his kind of job. And it's like, works for, you know, this awful government. Anyhow, he gets sent on this very secretive mission to check out this very unusual house. And it's literally the house of the Cerulean Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, and an island like secluded away from everybody and Mm -hmm. and it's very odd and he's never heard of it and like all of this is kind of new and news to him top secret clearance where like his boss is like why are these people asking for you very very very, like hush hush so he's trying to figure out why he he's told to like remain very objective and just like report back for like a month of how everything's going like the government people the very important Mm -hmm. people um they're they're wanting to know so he goes there 
and he's just kind of bombarded with these children. It gives me a, like a lot of like X-Man vibes of the children living with like Professor X in the house and he's trying to like mm-hmm. help them discover their gifts. It's kind of like that, except Arthur is like, he, he's like their dad. He loves mm-hmm. these kids. He's trying to help them. No one else cares. You, they're being realistic that, you know, no one's coming to adopt these children that have these strange mm-hmm. powers or weird, you know, connotations to their name. Like there is a child in there that is named Lucifer um, because he's literally the son of, you know, the devil or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I don't really understand Antichrist or the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're very concerned. Like the same way that like in Christianity, I guess, like you would say Jesus is like the next, whatever, like the son of God. It's like the son of the devil he's like the antichrist he is the antichrist right but he's like six years old and adorable (laughs) right isn't that like the story yes yeah so there's like like eight how many other kids are there like i think i remember six plus lucy i need to go through all the characters yeah but okay it was just like um but it's just you know him trying to remain objective and do his job and you know not grow attached to these people in a month and really like do what he's supposed to do and decide if this is if the kids are being taken care of and if they need to shut it down and you know sending his proper thorough notes to his government every week and it's just as it continues he starts falling for these kids and falling for Arthur the the you know the I'd call him the headmaster but you yes. know the guy that's leading the orphanage and like realizing that like his very like mundane clock in clock out all by himself working for this government life isn't a life and Mm -hmm. this life in this house is chaotic and there's a lot going on and you know not everything is really like organized and set in stone but it's like it's obvious that he needs that Mm -hmm. and you know he he brings his cat with him and the cat's happier in the cerulean house and Mm -hmm. He's like, he's you know, very follow everything to the T. He like, yeah. he, he reads the employee manual. Oh like, God, as, knew like for every sure. <laughs> yeah. Like several times, just a very, very like strict, thorough person. And these yeah. people are totally Can't screwing relate. up his plan. Yeah. yeah. Lucy and these kids are completely throwing that off and his heart's doing a little flutter every time Arthur does something sweet. And it just kind of like, totally throws it off and mm-hmm. basically you know um he he's like he's falling for them he has feelings for them he's trying to convince um you know the government to keep it open and it's very obvious towards the end that Arthur wants him to stay the kids want him to stay and he thinks that you know he's just doing his job and he just needs to go back to his life and all these things before he went to this house and discovered color and just all the Hmm. the loud and the music and the play that they did in that house. And he goes back and he makes his case for the orphanage to stay open and for Arthur to continue to be, you know, their father, because call it what it is. He is everybody's dad there. And, you know, by doing that, he does get what he asks for and keeping it open. And, um, and goes back basically to beg them to take him back and apologize for leaving them and that he loves all of them. Um, and I just thought like, you know, that's like a real quick, whatever, but I just thought it was so Mm -hmm. sweet of like, that he had this, you know, like a life that he thought was a life until he meets 
Arthur and these kids in this house and just everything. And then he really figures out, you know, what he likes and, and how he feels and what he needs. And, you know, they just become this very ragtag kind of family. And I loved it. (laughs) Yes. The Island of Misfits. (laughs) Literally the Island of Misfits. But it's like Arthur went and looked for what what is the, yes, they have these weaknesses, but what is each individual child? Like, what is their strength and how can we play to it and, and make them feel good about themselves? And then when Linus did that, was it Sam? Am I thinking of the right yes. name? Yes. Yep. Sam. Sam, like quiet Sam, who he's like a shifter, right? Like he turns yep. into a dog or something. He's very he quiet, turns into shy. A dog when he's nervous. <laughs> I know. So cute. Um, so so cute like just people who love like fantasy stuff like i know we're like what is that it's so sweet love how he turns into a chihuahua so i know and he's like this little dog too (laughs) so this giant quiet kid and he so this giant quiet kid who is a shapeshifter who also is very good at poetry and it's like he shows him like you don't have to write your poetry in the closet like it's just little things but it was Arthur watching Lioness like become fatherly himself. Like, mm-hmm. I just think he had written off that lifestyle her. for himself. Like he was like, okay, I guess I'm alone. And like, I'm a gay man. I'm probably not and- going to have kids. Like him working his job was his way of like, I guess, I don't want to say being around children, but I guess being able to caretake children while still having control of yes. his life. Yep. And like, not, yeah. Right. Like he wanted, yeah, I don't know. You could just tell that he was obviously naturally good at it and why he did his job. Like a lot of other people came to work and like, whatever he cared about his job. He wasn't just like a nerd and read that for like shits and giggles. He truly was like, okay, I want to do the right thing. (laughs) Like always. No. Yeah. He was really worried about these kids in those situations and um, in like, and that's part of the reason why he leaves originally is because he thinks that it's his job to continue to do his job to protect those kids like them in other situations. And like that, that's his best way of helping the world. Oh my God. When they'd go on adventures and I loved like the outfits, the outfits and like him, when he went to put it back on and he showed up, like, I was like Oh my gosh. It. Um, and just I the fairy so element, much. obviously I love any involvement of Faye now because mm-hmm. <laughs> Fee was like a young fairy right or yes I, n- yeah. nymph she, uh no she's a gnome <gasps> no Fee. oh no she's not a gnome. no V is correct she is a she's a some type of fairy something yes, she's a fairy yes <laughs> no what was the gnome's name <laughs> with the beard because uh, some of the C is it Clee? Clee? a girl gnome I know. I can't think of what her. I've seen some really, really cool fan art of these characters. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, this is like what happens when we read this and then our recording schedule got messed up. (laughs) I know. While we figure out the names of the characters. But it was (laughs) so many. She was so cute. I loved that. Was one of the things I really liked. She's such a spitfire. Yeah. And when they um, convince you know, when um, Linus convinces Arthur to take the kids to the town and see everything. And I love how they are, he's so, Linus is so nervous about it. Arthur's so nervous about it. Oh, and the kids right. are just this like, outing. they're like, oh, this is great. And like, they go to a um, ice cream record shop? store. Oh. <laughs> 
they go to a record oh, store and he's so nervous linus is so nervous and the guy that's working the record store is um i really loved doing the audiobook of this part because okay the, they had this guy read this like surfer voice and it was just so funny to hear him be like rad dude yeah mm. so stop little guy and like he was so sweet and welcoming and everybody kind of relaxed and then to have um to have you know poor um lucy like follow him to the back and then some other person he worked with tried to exorcist him. oh my god and he just like wild. very casually just like blasts him backwards and like linus comes running and he's like oh my god what happened and he's like he tried to exercise me but i pushed him away or just like something so casual and then he's like can i get my records now like it just oh, didn't even phase him it's funny that you say this because i was looking at the couple of things that i like had I don't know, just, I barely annotated. I literally dog-eared, which I never do, but I'm like, I need to remember this. I dog-eared and like in, indented with my nail, which is like the most oh rudimentary way of annotating. But it's this scene that you're talking about and mm. it says J-Bone. So this is the cool guy at yes. the, the record store. Big man is right, J-Bone said, coming up behind them. People suck, but sometimes they should just drown in their own suckage without our help. <laughs> I loved that. I was like, man, yeah, true. And then I wrote down something like soon after that. What did I write? Um, J-Bone, it was really funny when they were doing the voice for him. Like it was just so like surfer, hipster. Like it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Who is Linus talking to here? Talia. Talia is oh, the gnome. Oh, yes, that's what it is. Talia is the gnome, and she's talking about going out in town. Um, and that, that there's so much hope, even when there doesn't seem like it. And he's like, Well, what do you mean? And she said, The little girl, she wasn't scared of me. She was nice. She didn't care what I looked like. That means she can make up her own mind. Yeah. So it's like, even though the person she was with, the mom was like scared and was like, oh my God, and took her away. It's like, but that little girl wasn't scared. So you know what? Right. At least the ripple effect, like it ends somewhere. Um, I just, I really loved this book. There was some like weird backlash, um, like him essentially comparing, I wish I had the article in front of me. I sent it to you and I don't, it was like a week ago. <laughs> Don't remember. No, I um, even fully read it. But essentially saying that TJ Klune, the author, had had his story inspired by the 60s. I'm so terribly sorry, you guys. I actually did the research on it and it was <laughs> a week ago. And Wasn't it like Canadian? Um Canadian indigenous it was like people being basically rounded up in the 60s like children and this and being put in homes and they were saying that like this orphanage and like the way that the story was told was inspired by it I, I didn't quite see it although apparently the author again this is like reddit like I didn't do a lot of heavy research on it because there didn't seem to be like a ton of merit behind it but people were mm like upset uh, I guess yeah I don't know I'm not I'm not 
like minimizing anybody's trauma or how they can feel. You can feel how you want to. I enjoyed the book. And I also, I can see that you're like, wow. I mean, it showed like this happy ending and that's not real. <laughs> like maybe that's why people were mad. Maybe yeah. if they're saying like, that's unrealistic, but I, I just think it was drawn so loosely maybe yeah. around it that I'm like, I don't know. Cause don't it, know. cause I feel like it reminds me of like, um, all of those, you know, what's like, like X-Men, like that, um, whatever that house is. Oh, what the hell is that book? There's like the book where there's like, well, a to me, it's like, it goes back to gentrification. Like really? You're rounding up a bunch of people that you don't want around you. And then you're like, oh, why is our, our neighborhoods not diverse? Now we're shocked when we see people who look different than us because we've like boxed people in. It's not just orphanages. Like to me, that's what I was reading when I read it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't again. And I hadn't read that, that controversial article saying that he compared it to orphanages mm-hmm. and, um, or these, you know, I, I didn't read that before I read this. So I was able to enjoy this book completely out of context. That being said, I also thought it was a queer romance and it was YA. So it was like a lot of fade to black. So that I was a little bit disappointed yeah. about. I did think, think book talk. I got lots of uh, recommendations for queer romances that are mature romances. Oh, <laughs> like, I love it. Love maybe. it. Yeah. Like I'm like flag, save that video. Save, save, save. Um, but I have like a bunch of like little reader questions, but I don't, I feel like we covered it fairly well. What do you think? Or do you have like closing thoughts? We both gave it five stars. Um, good reads. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just, I would say I loved it. Like if you love, you know, I felt like it was like a quirky, like heartwarming story. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're okay with like some people just cannot do fantasy. This is not high fantasy. This is like, it's uh, like, you know, there's somebody, there's a kid that's a magic and creatures, a Phoenix, like there's right. It's very, but I think it technically is like YA fantasy. If you looked at, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, there are things that don't exist. Right. Right, This is not Akatar at all. (laughs) No, that's what you're looking for. This ain't it, but it is good. We'll be doing that though. So yeah yeah, yeah. Um, third installment <laughs> can't wait um so yeah like I don't know I don't know what else to say besides I loved it I thought it was super cute again mm-hmm. like it wasn't what we thought it was but I I loved it I loved it enough I'll read the spinoff I guess it's not a sequel but I was told to read this one first before I read it so I'm like so maybe there's like references or something right look similar to, to like, like a Tessa thing or the characters weren't the, the same, same and it weren't wasn't anybody that I could like pinpoint to the first book. So I don't, I don't know, know why just... I was told that then. Well, I guess I'll, I'll let you know when they I read probably it. reference maybe the government. I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like we should end I our like book ones book. with like book tips, <laughs> like reading tips, because like, I also have a very large TBR pile and I sent you that thing, like a TBR jar. And I just think that's like a fun way of picking a book. Did you actually look at it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it a TikTok? Yes. Yes, I think I saw that. Like you probably like seen, that. Yeah. I'm also like I can't give up control like that. I know I gotta be like in the mood. But what was there was one? I mean, you could we do it for funsies and then be like that we nah. were gonna do for the next book. Oh, fuck. Mm, I have a whole ton. I no, mean, but there was a we were just shit. Wait, like is it a? Just, <laughs> I've never used was a romance. 
Is it like a new romance? Like a brand new And you were like, yeah, and you you got it. Hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I have it. We should read this. What did I just buy? I did just finish a Colleen Hoover, but I'll tell you guys about that in Um, Electric Idol. Nope. (laughs) I wish this was visual so you could see Dylan's doing a dance because she's just so like, what was that book? Because we still need to pick a book for, I would say next month, but like two weeks from now. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I can't. Which I'm totally fine with. I cannot think of what it was <laughs> and it's going to make me nuts. I'm not allowed to pick because like, I just feel like I shouldn't be on the ones that are my picks. I feel like I should have let um, fan vote. Like I should just take like a TikTok poll or something. I mean, we could definitely do like Rex and was it and- book lovers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yes. I know you actually want to read that and I'm not just putting that in your head. Yes. Yes, and I yes, think yes. people love that book and I've seen it everywhere. So, yes. and I already own it. Yeah. And I own it too. Yep. I got it. I got it. Um, Final I answer. pre-ordered it. <laughs> Final answer. Book lovers. All right. Two weeks from now. We'll see you okay. guys. I promise. We'll see you guys back. We are probably going to have a couple more episodes for you because we kept, you, we kept you hanging long enough. So <laughs> we won't leave you hanging any longer, but recommend read this book if you like all the things we talked about anyways book lovers yeah so book lovers next month emily Um, henry yes emily henry um i think it's like two competing like publishing houses or something or two competing authors it's enemies to lovers yeah i just read the back of it i want to say so this might be closer to what you're than what you're saying, but still not hundred percent accurate. I want to say it's a writer and she goes on vacation. Like she's from the city, but she goes to like a small town or something like to get away and like really concentrate. And then of course, like this editor from the city that she knows who she can't stand is also mm. vacationing in the same, like, okay. Comes that I think like that. maybe it's two editors and I totally made that up, but I thought it was a writer. And- okay. I don't know. Maybe it's based on a true story. <laughs> the author, she was like casually like throwing. Oh my God. I would be Taylor Yay. Swifting so hard if I was an author. Like just oh, and by geez. if, I mean, I will be Taylor Swifting so hard. Oh my gosh. Manifest. Like there's that song on TikTok where the girl drops like six of her ex's names in the song. Yeah. Like it's She's just, like, and it's not even because I'm that bitter. It's just like, what do I have to write about? Except like, I have lots of crazy experiences, experiences. right? Like I'll change names and locations, but I got a lot to say. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Um, Hey guys, (laughs) thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please consider rating us on Apple podcasts. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Hometown Spice, where Dylan and her hometown bestie dive into the spiciest reads you can imagine. You might even see me on there. I was just going to say this week's episode has a special guest, Lana. I I joined in on the fun. It was one of my favorite episodes. So definitely go check it out. Um, You guys can find us at halfbakedbookclub.com or follow us on Instagram and TikTok at halfbakedbookclub. We'll see you next week. We can't wait, but until then, read books. It's It's weird weird out out there. there.